Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining me today. What are your overall thoughts about market events in the last three weeks? Well, over the last three weeks, we've obviously seen a huge sell-off in markets in a very short space of time. And then since, over the course of the last couple of weeks, certainly, we've seen quite a material recovery in this sentiment on the back of policy intervention. And some markets, we we have now recovered almost 40% of the sell-off that that we witnessed in the uh, the first half of March. But I I think from from here, although we've thought that policy action would be a precondition to market stabilising, I think we'd voice that we, we don't think the markets are going to rally in a straight line from here. And uh, ultimately, a more lasting recovery is really going to sort of hinge on uh, the virus being brought under control and economic activity returning towards normal so that we can see resumption of economic growth, because clearly we're still in a recessionary environment. And so the world that we're in today is obviously very different to the one that we're in uh, at the start of the uh, year. And so it'd be wrong to think that we can see markets rally in a straight line and recover all of the losses that we saw. Now, all of this said, uh, I think the the observations that we've had here uh, have been that in terms of looking at assets to buy and and what you might want to own, it's been sort of easiest to add risk from our perspective to assets which are closest to direct policy support. So things like uh, investment-grade credit in the US and Eurozone, European sovereigns, for example, where you benefit from central bank intervention. And more generally, I think as an investor, I would say that at the moment, the opportunities that we're seeing in credit do seem a bit more obvious than is the case perhaps in areas like rates and FX, where markets seem to be a bit more range-bound or controlled for the time being. Otherwise, I think uh, in terms of thinking on markets, as you move further away from the direct policy support and intervention, clearly the outlook is more challenging. For example, in the high yield, we're in a, a situation where default rates are going to rise and we're going to see, in all likelihood, elevated levels of defaults in high yield and in leverage loans, albeit spreads have moved to levels where a lot of assets in those markets are fundamentally very attractive uh, based on a, a medium-term valuation. And it has struck us that historically, whenever you've had a spread of more than 900 basis points in high yield, you've always made money on a 12-month uh, investment holding period as an investor. So there are some interesting opportunities in high yield, but one also needs to exercise caution at the same time. Whereas in looking at uh, emerging markets, it's certainly clear that some sovereigns and some issuers are going to be in a weak position because unlike in developed markets where countries can really utilise their balance sheet to deploy really aggressive fiscal and monetary stimulus to alleviate the the downside risks as a result of the lockdown policies that have been enacted on the back of the COVID crisis. In emerging markets, many countries don't have that degree of freedom. And so we do think there'll be some real differentiation in in performance uh, amongst EM issuers with some managing to make it out okay, whereas others may maybe well applying for uh, sort of debt restructurings and, 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 and debt forgiveness from uh, from issuers. So it is going to be a, an environment, we think, uh, particularly in lower quality credit in high yield and EM, where there will be winners uh, and losers. Uh, it will certainly be an environment which should be good as an active investor. There should be a lot of uh, opportunity uh, as, as a stock picker. But generally speaking, as mentioned, I think uh, if there is uh, one area where value uh, stands out a bit more obviously, just at the moment,
moment its investment grade credit, partly because, uh, as mentioned, uh, IG credit is benefiting direct from uh, policy support, but also it's a part of the market that's actually lagged uh, other parts of the market in terms of the um, recent recovery, uh, whereas we've seen quite a healthy bounce in equity indices. Actually, cash credit in IG has been lagging, partly because we've had a, a huge deluge of supply, which has been priced at a, a, a material concession to existing uh, issues, and therefore spreads at an index level have uh, only just started to rally in the last day or two. So if there's uh, anything that, that we would be looking to add right here, right now, I think that's probably the space where we feel most comfortable uh, taking risk. Otherwise, the, the, the other quick comments I wanted to make was that uh, volatility is going to be high because uncertainty is high. So although we've seen volatility move off its highs, we think that vol in markets is going to remain elevated on a medium-term view as you swing from fear to greed, uh, as you see uh, almost a herd mentality as well, flipping from one side of the boat to the other. We also expect to see poor liquidity both on the way up and on the way down. Uh, and it means that as an investor, being able to look through the situation uh, with a degree of clarity, I think, is really called for. So being able to rely on your research process and your proprietary insights is going to be key to uh, making sure that you're in the right issuers uh, and making money uh, in the investment environment that lays ahead of us. So what is it that's most important to you for the next few days Is it IG credit and volatility? It is those things. I think that at the moment, for all of us in our day-to-day lives, they're dominated by the news flow with respect to the virus. Uh, And and the same goes for financial markets as well. We're all asking the question, when can life return to some sense of normal? When will lockdown end? We've been inclined to believe that the rates of infection in Europe, in the UK, are are peaking out. And over the uh, uh, the next few weeks, we, we, we do expect the narrative to turn towards uh, alleviating some of the uh, restrictions that have been placed on economic activity. So we do think that there will be more of a return to some normality in early May, though social distancing measures and what have you are likely to remain in place for an extended period. So we, we don't see a, a sudden V-shaped recovery Um, It's more of a a shallow V after uh, what is likely to be a very deep recession during the period of lockdown. We think that sort of the run rate on economic activity is down around 30%. And so uh, you're you're seeing a a very sharp, a very severe recessionary impulse as shown up in some of the unemployment data. And the recovery of this is going to be more slow and steady rather than a spectacular bounce back, we would think. But as mentioned, as investors, we we can buy IG credit at spreads that um, are uh, multi-year wide uh, against the backdrop where central banks are buying IG credit. Uh, I think um, right here, right now, that that's the uh, part of the market that we'd express the uh, most conviction in. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority registered with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. 
unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except for suitant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.